Hello and welcome. This is Communication Means Talking Together. My name is Arjun Bakshi. Let's learn a little bit about communication skills, leadership skills, and really how you'd like to improve your life, your career, and your outlook. Let's start. This week, I thought we'd talk about something that seems to come up a lot in my conversations with all kinds of people, people I work with, as well as friends and family. And the word of the week, if you will, is burnout. Now, stress has been a part of life for millennia. There's no doubt about it. And we have, compared to our ancestors, of even just a few hundred years ago, or even just 50 years ago, much more comfortable lives. When it's hot, we have air conditioning. When it's cold, we have home heating. We have cars to take us where we need to go in less time. And we have the internet to connect with each other, learn, and do so much more, including earn money. And yet, no matter how many, how many things, technologically speaking, improve our lives, we only seem to get less out of life in terms of enjoyment, fulfillment, and joy. Burnout, specifically, is a troubling term because that's different from stress, right? Stress is, if you think about it, stress is pressure, means you, you feel more demanded, uh, more is being demanded of you by maybe your workplace, if you're a student, then your school, or, you know, people that you interact with, family, neighbors, other kinds of people around about town, anybody you interact with. That's stress. You might be worried about bills. You might be worried about uh, things that you need to get done you know, looking at news and all the things that are happening out there. Many things. Uncertainty is a big source of stress, right? And not knowing if you can overcome a particular challenge, feeling like you have to do more to overcome certain challenges, that is a major source of stress these days. But what is burnout specifically, and how might it be different from stress? So we'll do that in a moment, and we'll define burnout, differentiate it from stress, but not to worry, we have some helpful techniques as well and a useful acronym regarding how we can maybe help reduce, if not eliminate, burnout from your life. So let's start with the first part, which is defining the term. Just like it sounds, burnout means burnout means a stalling of the engine, if you will. Now, it's not that you're, you know, just to take the analogy of you driving your car and you hear some noise, maybe the brake isn't so great. Burnout is the car is barely moving and you, you're worried, you know, should I even drive? Should I take it someplace? Should I, should I find alternative transportation? Should I catch a ride? And you're seriously concerned about, you know, completing basic tasks, let alone extra work or emergencies that might come along the way. So what could possibly be causing burnout in our world today? There's no doubt. 
that the disease COVID, as well as the lockdowns that countries around the world experienced, the fear, the uh, troubling news headlines, and all the adjustments we had to make in our lives. People's uh, economic lives were disrupted. You can see friends or family for long months at a time. And if you have people you care about in different countries or different parts of the country, you can take, you can jump on a plane and go see them. Very troubling, very dark times. So there's no doubt that COVID, the lockdowns, the economic pressure, the, the sort of lack of social connection was a major, major form of stress. And then let's see more recently in the last six to 12 months, depending where in the world you live, there's been this push by a lot of workplaces to go RTO, return to office. We talked about it in a recent episode, and I was seriously concerned because two things were happening at the same time. A major trend here in the U.S. was a term that was trending online was called quiet quitting. And the, the, at the same time, there were these sort of rumblings uh, by major corporations uh, that they wanted their employees, the vast majority of them, to come back to the office. Now, maybe not every single day, nine to five, back to the office, but certainly the 100% work from home, they were trying to push back on, if not completely removed from discussion. Some employers were more forceful about it, right? Come back to the office or you're fired. Others were sort of slow walking it and making it very gentle, but clearly nudging everybody to come back. So if you, if you step back for a second, everyone on the one hand is quite quitting, which to recap, if, if you didn't catch that episode, and by the way, it was a good one. So definitely scroll up and uh, check from a few weeks ago. Quiet quitting, very briefly, was the trend where a lot of people, be it in school or at work, were like, you know what, I'm doing the bare minimum of what is needed of me or asked of me, just so I don't fail my class, just so I don't lose my job. I'm not staying one minute longer than I have to, not doing one more task than I have to, right? And they weren't going to fight for a promotion and do that the other, just coast, okay? a stress reaction for some people. And so then if you look at the two, people aren't going the extra mile, right? Like was considered, you know, a non-negotiable topic here in the hyper-competitive West, right? Especially the US. And on the other hand, employers are begging for a reason to do layoffs. And in the, in the last four to six weeks, there have been slews of layoffs, thousands, tens of thousands of people across the country, across the world have been laid off. And also jobs that may have been listed have been taken down, right? So what we come down to is people don't want to go back to the office, a lot of them, and certainly not all, all day, every day, five days a week, right? And with the sort of chaos in the world, at the time of this recording, there's still the Russia-Ukraine crisis happening, economic concerns, so many other things. There's no doubt and no question 
that due to all those reasons and so many more that we can't list all, all here today, there is good reason for people to be extremely stressed, leading to a feeling of burnout. So let's get to the point. Let's say you're a leader. That's typically the audience for this show. What is it that you can do? What approach can you take to remedy this in your workplace? So I created a handy checklist and even an acronym that I think might help. The acronym, so inspired by a video I saw online, is the word RELAX, R-E-L-A-X. So what is the acronym? Let me first just mention what each letter stands for and then kind of discuss them with you one by one. So the letter R is recognize. E is empathize. L is listen. A is act or action. And X, I'll, I'll save that one as a surprise for the end. So let's start with the first, recognize. As obvious as this may sound, it is so easy for management or leadership uh, individuals in any workplace to say, oh, burnout's not really happening. No, it is. Um, and it, it wouldn't take five minutes of social media hashtag or keyword searching to find a slew of people feeling psychological uh, pressure. And so, so first, acknowledging that it's a real thing happening to a significant portion of the workforce. Now, some folks are more resilient, there's no doubt. And some folks will bring their best day after day and, you know, still apply for the promotion, still stay late. That's to their credit. That does not mean that they're not overcoming tremendous hurdles in order to do so. So when we try as leaders in management to recognize that there is burnout happening in the workplace, what we're trying our best to do is know that there are more obstacles in the path of each person that's doing work for us, for our team. And that takes us sort of the ne to the next letter, the next step, E, which is empathize. So we have to, as leaders, as any kind of team manager, we have to empathize and share the pain and understand and feel the pain of everybody that's working with us. It doesn't take a lot, right, to sit down and go to step three, which is L, and listen, right? What you're trying your best to do as a leader, as a manager, as anyone who's kind of being a mentor of somebody else, what you're trying your best to do is hear the concerns and rather than, you know, barrel in like a bull in a china shop, try and get an idea of what exactly is each person that I'm responsible for, what exactly are they going through? And how is it making it harder for them to do what is needed despite their best efforts, despite their sincerity? And many a time, they may actually have the solution for you of how they can overcome this burnout and you know keep performing the way you need them to. It might be as simple as, hey, I don't want to work from home. It's okay. I know the company policy has changed, but if you can let me go home one hour early on Wednesday, because my kid comes home from school, 
I'll be happy to come in and on Saturday morning, finish the work or do remote work on Saturday morning outside of my usual time and finish everything you need me to finish. And I think that kind of minimal flexibility, you know, is first of all, every, in every manager and leader's discretion. And number two, it's, it's how you keep your team motivated and show it's about the results and it's about making sure every team member feels valued, right? And that kind of takes us to the fourth letter, which is A, action, right? That implementing some kind of policy, uh, be it these one-on-ones, making sure, first of all, that you have one-on-ones with all the people that report to you is essential and that they should be regular. They should have a, a major listening component where the person that reports to you is able to air concerns, thoughts, and feelings of stress and burnout. And there should be room in that meeting for them to do that. If they're able to do that, then like, like we are saying here, you can take action based upon that, allow them, like I give an example, flexibility to have some, uh, to make sure their family needs are taken care of. And yet the work that is due by the end of the week, by the end of the quarter, by the end of the month is absolutely top quality and turned in on time. So what we're seeing here is nobody wants to do a bad job. This is the most important thing employers need to know. Nobody on your team wants to do a bad job. They feel terrible if that lack of commitment, lack of quality is associated to their name. What is to be, to go back to a couple of earlier letters, is the recognition and the empathizing. The lack of those two, dismissing that there's any stress or burnout to begin with, and if there's, you know, recognition, there's no uh, feeling of the pain of the other, then your team will feel demotivated and they'll not want to show up. They'll not want to, uh, you know, make sure that everything is tip-top shape, on time, top quality, like like you've requested, like the team and the company deserve and the customer deserves, right? And that sort of brings us back to the idea of taking action because you can have all the communication and dialogue and empathy, you know, in the world. But if there isn't a solution to the problem, like I gave an example, that of flexibility on time, so long as the deliverables are met, then, you know, it do- there's no way for the pressure, the steam uh, uh, to sort of be released and the person to feel that they can breathe again. And that kind of brings us down to the final letter, the letter X in the word relax. And you may be wondering what in the world could be uh, over here. So I did uh, use the syllable and not the letter. So the word here is exhale. All kidding aside, deep breathing. Some people go further distance and fully meditate for a few minutes uh, or pray if that's your disposition. But deep breathing taking the breath in, holding it for a second, and then forcefully exhaling is essential. I practice it every day, not just for myself, but people I work with, people that I'm coaching and training. 
And it releases tremendous amounts of pressure, anxiety. It invigorates your body with increased blood flow, as well as oxygen, quite frankly. Your muscles relax, you're less tense. And whatever thoughts you may have had running around in your head, you're forced to banish them and focus on the thing that's in front of you right now. So to recap, we want to recognize, empathize, listen, act, and exhale. We want to relax. The closing thought here is many dynamics are occurring at your workplace all at the same time. And as a leader, sometimes you may feel, look, I mean, I'm just trying to get my job done. How can I, you know, cater to the needs of so many? And I understand that. And that's a powerful responsibility not to be taken lightly. Well, who said you have to do it all alone? The whole point of it being a team is that everybody pitches in. And even if people feel that your intention is to be there for them, you know, that's a starting point. Obviously, we want to work our way through to the action, right? But at least start with the recognition and the empathy. It takes maybe five minutes of your day, right? And that will open up doors. You may find that the team itself, just from being the feeling of being valued, will want to help you enact the right solution, make everyone one notch less stressed out, certainly not burned out, and get back on the journey to success together as a team, as a church. Thank you for joining us this week with Communication Means Talking Together. Join us every week and we can also be in touch via email or through our social media. Go to our website, cultureofspeak.com, for more details. And see you next week. Goodbye for now.